Ferrari has started to put their hand into the world of fashion, but what will it take for them to survive? We're going to discuss that right now. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Car Side Chat. I am your host, Primo, and that's it's been a new year. This is it. We're here. This is the new year. Uh, I'm not really sure what has changed. Not much. Uh, there's a lot of people that are still quarantined. I just got off of basically another self-imposed one, uh, but that was things we had two real ones. Uh, one where it was just, you know, just to be on the safe side. And that's the thing is, is I've tested negative about, I don't know, I've lost count at this point. So, but that's the thing is, is there's certain things that have gone. I'm, I'm just hoping we're going to have a repeat of what we had last year. We're going to get right back to kind of the norm of things. The heat's going to come back. People are going to get back into their cars and they're going to run. That's the thing is I had actually decided maybe I would do a resolution show and I just wasn't feeling it. Like there's just so much that I don't want to make resolutions anymore. I want to make goals. I want to look at this year and say, there's certain things that we have to do to be able to get to the next level. And whatever those things are, those are the things that we need to go for. One thing that I was telling everybody before, and this is something that's consistent. There's a lot of people that just straight up agreed with me. The second I said it was cars are not the goal. They are the reward for people who have goals. And that's big because if you look at these cars as kind of like that, this is the this is where you're going. You really kind of don't know where to go to get to them, and you need a path. You need a, a place. You need a direction. You need something that's going to say, "How do I get there?" That's one of the big problems I had was is my goal was cars. I directed myself solely at this thing, and what did it do? It just constantly just tries to eat you because it's. This is something that requires maintenance. It's it's almost like a hobby, a passion. It's something that's on the side, you know. So you need something that's your daily that's going to be, you know, that goal, that thing that gets you to that next level. And for some people, and obviously for me, it's like cars are all I have. So it's maybe that's it. But find a way to make that niche happen. So I hope that instead of doing regular resolutions this year, I hope you do goals. And I hope you do. One of the things that I always learned, if you haven't out there, you're having problems figuring out where to go forward. There was a, I forgot who said it, but it was somebody who was a very productive teacher that said, you know what, find the two things in your life that mean the most and put them together. And if that's what you can do, then that's probably something that nobody's done before or do it in your own way. You, everybody does something different. So that's getting that direction is very key. So I, I just wanted to touch on that because like I said, it was this, this show, like it, it always takes different courses and it seems to grow organically with me. And it's like, I'll get some information from somewhere and I want to do more with it, but it really is the question of where do you go with some of this stuff and get positive information to people and stuff that they can actually use. So that's the thing is if you're looking for news and you're looking for things to be a part of your group here, I would suggest liking and subscribing. I would suggest doing all this. I hate doing that stuff, by the way. even asking you guys to do that. So, but, um, that's the thing is, is I kind of have to, because this is, this is the future of, uh, I guess the way, you know, marketing used to be. We we had the show before about how things have come along over time. And uh, 
it's so weird to think of where we are right now. People looking at these YouTube things. These are viable shows now. These are credible wordings and, and voices out there that are just going forward, and it's huge. So, uh, But one of the things that came up to me recently, which I'm very excited about, was Ferrari sent me an email, and they were talking about their new fashion, and they started showing some of the pictures of their lineup and the things they had, and, and it was really something. I, I'm... I'm a fashion guy. I always have been. I'm kind of like, you have this thing about suits. I've always been a suit guy, but there's only suit Suits can only go so far. You know, there's just a point when it's like, I want to have something that's cool. Something that's out there that's different. Something that helps you stand out, but it doesn't like really destroy you. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's routes you can go that like, ugh, you know, I, it'd be talking about a jacket today that i was like you could wear that jacket and it just makes you look like a flasher like it just was not fashionable but for some reason some fashion person put that suit together and thought that was the way it looked and i'm sure it looked good as a group thing but by itself uh, it didn't look so good so um this is something that we want to talk about from the standpoint of these big brands and manufacturers and kind of where they've kind of screwed up in the past so um, one of the things we talk about, too, is bars. Uh, bars are becoming less and less of a connection with people. Uh, funny enough, it seems to come full circle with coffee shops. That's kind of what became the first ever, like, joining or merging of people that sat down and had conversations with each other was, was through coffee. And then it became coffee and cigars, and then it became coffee and um, basically alcohol. That was kind of an Americanized thing, which is, you know, kind of our thing. Uh, so you had the smoking room with the scotch. And now cigars, well, smoking in general has kind of got a negative tone to it. But I think with socialized smoking, it still has that kind of pep to it. Like a lot of people kind of look at it. Obviously, everything in life has to be within reason. You don't want to overdo something. The idea of having a pack a day, I just, and this is my personal opinion. I'm not a doctor on any of this. I, I can understand that being a bad thing. Uh, but that's, I just, if I'm going to have a cigar from time to time or something that is, I don't want to say fashionable, but just, you know, part of this kind of lifestyle of, of living something, you know what I mean? Versus just having, you know, my daily day to day thing. If I'm going to just eat steak and there's, there's so much out there in life that we can experience. It's just, you want to experience it in moderation. So that was the thing is, is those things fell away. Uh, and now we see this new, like I said, coffee and and maybe smoking. Who knows? Those are things that are all going to go together. But those social units uh, have come back together and become basically like a unit. So one thing brands have learned from this is that fashion sells. That's huge. If you've ever run a business before, you know that selling T-shirts and selling all this stuff, a T-shirt, a small item, um, it, it, it's different when it comes to the high-end world, though. Th that may work really well for different brands. So you have your shirts and, you, and things like that. But when it comes to bigger brands, mm, that's a little bit harder to come by. So it's something that you have to be a little bit more selective on. But that's a, that's the thing is if a big brand like Ferrari, for instance, could get people to jump onto their apparel and their fashion, if you will, uh, I, it would end up being a bigger seller than than it comes to actually selling the cars, and that's huge. So, um, there's that that licensed product, especially, is something that uh, it becomes singular to the product or brand itself. So that's where, especially with the changes in the automotive world, they're coming. We know they're coming. 
uh, there, this is you. These automotive manufacturers have to get ahead of this. They have to get it ahead so that they don't end up getting hit by some of the negativity that's going to be coming their way. Because I'm sure this is not. It's not going to be easy in the next coming years. So this is a time to get ahead of this fashion thing and get onto it and make it work. But it could be tough to make it work, and the reason is is because some of your buyers, especially with brandings like uh, Ferrari, they're going to expect more. So, um, while uh, Lamborghini may be the space of social media, Ferrari is right now seems to be leading the charge on fashion. They've done sunglasses, shoes, outfits. Um, you're going to be hard pressed to find something that isn't licensed uh, that holds a Ferrari product. Um, Hublo branded watches are actually distinct in their brand. Um, and why not? Ferrari has their fanatics, people who are absolutely dedicated to the brand. And I'm even a member of the Ferrari Club of America, and I've never regretted signing up for it at all. But it makes me wonder why brands like Porsche haven't really jumped on this bandwagon. And that brings me really to what's next, which brings us back to the beginning rant. Auto companies want you to sign up now uh, to the idea of their dealerships becoming meeting spots, a place you can hang out. And that's going to require them to not just think of the, the, the seating and the veneer. They'll need to think about products that they serve. And this is going to come back to that coffee. Do they offer cigars? Do they offer wine in their buildings? Um, and it seems like each manufacturer kind of has their corner on the market. Like uh, Lamborghini has wine. Uh, but this isn't new. Lamborghini for years was linked to Tonino. And that introduced his unique and well-accepted fashion style with apparel and well-known watches and even uh, their famous wine. Uh, still, it never really caught, per se, mainstream. You can always get the Lamborghini product, but you couldn't get really the, the stuff in the side of it to make it work. And in some respects, Lamborghini for that style was ahead of its time, but it's also one of the, some of those things that we're going to go over right now that really Lamborghini didn't really get it and that's that's something where it kind of failed at because i knew it about the brand because i was part of it but things like this like the conversations we're having and some of the products that we show down the road when it comes to you know our weekday items that we show they never really got out nobody really caught on to them and really shared them and fashion became its fashion and that was the thing is is it's not it's not mainstream as you think and really make a break on brands is marketing there's a lot of brands out there that i think are some of the best stuff in the world and a lot of you guys have no idea what it is and the reason is is because that marketing stuff it's when you become a one-trick pony and you think about just one thing uh it becomes very difficult to shift your your interest in a different way um and that's something that ferrari has made some mistakes on and we're going to go over that so what does Ferrari need to do? What does Lamborghini need to learn? And what does Porsche need to adopt to make all this work? What do they have to do to capture the biggest, most lucrative marketing plan out there? Well, we're going to discuss that right now. Step one, mainstream. When it comes to automotive, people like to keep their cards to their chest. And I dare say in their pockets, not even playing. Um, and, and that's a big problem. Ferrari hasn't even allowed their vehicles to be licensed in video games or other areas. Uh, so if you're going to make products, they need to be available to the public, not just in the dealership. Sure, have some exclusive items only available to the stores or members of clubs. That's big. But quality items need to be readily available at the store level and not just the store level of your dealership, any store. In other words, you 
there's a brand out there that you're okay jumping in bed with and saying, Hey, that's a store that can, can do my stuff or, and, and be selective about the store. Um, walk into a high end retailer and there's your Ferrari section. That's the next big fashion brand. And suddenly you're, you're in the in crowd, which brings me to the next point, which is quality. So what really made Italian brands so awesome in the beginning was that they weren't just one trick ponies. They really were entwined with each other. There were a lot of different designers that would get together and those designer names are actually famous today or well known because of their collaborations to make these successful vehicles come together as a whole. So now just do the same thing with apparel, watches, literally anything that identifies with your brand. Keep the manufacturing in-house, so to speak. Make them collaborations. So uh, Lamborghini did this really well with their shirts. They had items that were specific, that had their specific logo. Tonino had the history of being able to put this stuff together. Really nails it. Um, But when they did their watches, they worked with a bigger brand that was a watch-oriented brand. But then they identified their brand and even advertised together. So if you had their watch with uh with the lamborghini you would have their different brand you could see how that design kind of tied together uh and made sure that those those they were intertwined they were part of the same uh veneer and that's that's huge because now once you've put your name with somebody who's successful and somebody's good you start to kind of share their 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 sway in the wind if you will a lot of times that's something that uh, people that do YouTube and other things like that, they sometimes they don't get well as they don't collaborate with other people. They don't try to promote other brands. They don't try to promote other people. It's like when we were over on um, the, the watch show, that was huge. That was something that was big. And that's the thing is, if you haven't seen it, go to their channel and check it out. Uh, it was probably one of the best shows that we've ever done. And it was a great collaboration because it allowed me to put something into something. And then they they allowed me to come to their side. And we met in the middle and kind of said, okay, where are we, where do we all kind of work together? And those are learning curves uh, for, for big brands like that. So, yeah. So as long as the standards are there and your stall, the stalwart owners would buy something, people who identify with your brand. Notice I said identify with your brand. Uh, then you've got it made. It only requires the mainstream to really adopt it. So once you've gotten in there and and people identify and people are wearing your stuff, there's going to come a point when just mainstream world identifies with you and wears that. And what I hate is is that some of these brands really say, "I don't want certain people to wear my clothes" or "I don't want certain people to wear my logo." I saw that in the very beginning too. There was everybody who runs a big brand wants to just have the people that buy their product to wear their product. Now you can control that with price points, which is our next topic. But in the same respect, don't limit yourself. Don't put yourself in an area where it's, I just want to have it to just Ferrari owners. I don't want any of those other guys wearing my products. I don't want to see a Porsche guy wearing my Ferrari shirt or whatever. You can't do that. You have to really just put it out there to the masses Put it out as much as you can. The success of your brand and getting to the next level. We're getting now the the point of these big brands is, so for instance, Lamborghini is selling an SUV. They learned that from Porsche selling an SUV. The other brands that have SUVs now. Now everybody has an SUV. 
an SUV is not a performance car. It does not identify with a lot of the brands that actually offer an SUV. Why do they offer SUVs? Because it makes them have a chance to make money because they're selling a product that caters to people who normally wouldn't buy their product. Repeat that to yourself a couple of times. And remember that the people that are buying your product are buying your product because they identify with your brand, even if they're not people that normally buy your product. The, you want to set a standard so high that people come up to that standard. That's important. People are not going to, they're not just going to jump up to your brand. You can, I can put stuff out there all I want about certain brands, but executive is what it is. People come up to this, this area, you know, they don't just, you don't want to better yourself if you're not good. So that's the thing is, is if you're going to market it that way, market that way. In other words, come up to my product level and be a part of this brand. And that's going to identify who you are. And I want people who can't afford that product or whatever to identify with it because I want them to strive to be better. Uh, imagine being somebody that says, hey, I want to buy a $75 handbag or something like that. That person has to step up to be able to afford that product. Maybe that means working overtime. Maybe that means looking into a different kind of lifestyle. Maybe it looks into saying, hey, you know what? I can't work at McDonald's anymore. I'm going to have to find a real job and something skill oriented. There's so much stuff that comes with that that allows them to be at that level. And that's the thing is, is if you're out there right now and you have a vision of going to this next level, don't hinder it. Don't put yourself in places where you keep falling off the boat. If there's one thing I can tell the people of like, it's, it's a lot of these friendships and ideologies that we have that sabotage us. We really destroy our own ability to be better because we destroy our own ability to be better. We are our own worst enemies. So sometimes it takes cutting off some dead wood and saying, Hey, if you really want that Lamborghini bad enough, you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to find a job. It's people learn very quickly that working hard is not the solution. I can work as hard as I want at some fast food restaurant all day. And I'm never going to have the opportunities that somebody else has find the place that has that do the research, figure out what makes you better. And that's the thing is, is if I'm going to sell a brand, I want people to sell it in the idea of the, to purchase that brand. They have to make that step up. They have to come up to this level to even want to put that shirt on or coat or whatever. So you know what? Put it out there to the masses, make it available to everybody and make it a symbol that is positive. The idea of being able to be fast on the racetrack or whatever it is, it's just make it work. Porsche is exceptional at this. So, so step three is price point. I know it's easy for Ferrari to sell a $7,000 jacket. We talked about that before, but the question is, does it identify with your buyer and will they buy it? Um, so that could be a problem. If nobody buys it, you now your brand is an unknown. You can't bargain basement it because it makes it look bad. And this is where the price point becomes huge. Um, have your brand in steps. A big designer brand handbag, for instance, knows what it is. It's just a bag. You can literally, they give them away at grocery stores. Like there's no big deal. So why should I spend $20,000 on your handbag? Well, a lot of people don't. They buy an entry-level bag. Then they get motivated to buy the next level and so on and so forth until one day, magically, they're just buying that $20,000 bag. So do a little market research on what that entry-level handbag represents. What is, what is your entry-level product? 
don't just have that $30,000 watch. Have a $100 watch or maybe a $200 or $300 watch. That's the beauty of like Tonino and some of these other brands was they had these 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 smaller price point entry level things that kind of said, okay, this is the price point that it takes for entry into this, this exclusive club, if you will. And people had to step up to get to that level. And then once you're in it, you kind of get it. Just it it snow it it snowballs from there. It's it's one thing after the other where I'm I'm interested in something. And I know this may seem very I, I don't know how to say this, but like marketing. It it sounds almost dirty when you say it. Like it's like oh I don't want to do this and I don't want to do this. Well, you know what? If if I looked at you and I said uh, here's your chance to make that next big level. And you need something in your life to be motivated. Nobody ever does anything without motivation. I've never gotten up in the morning without some sort of motivation to do what I'm doing. If I can make a video and give something positive to you, then, hey, I'm, I'm up. Let's do it. What do we need to do? Um, if I'm able to help somebody become a better person, if I'm able to enrich my own life, there's motivation to that. And if you don't have that motivation, then you got to find it now maybe that is something as stupid as a t-shirt i know that sounds so dumb but think about it think about the little things in your life that you jumped on board with something because it was the strive for the next level the the idea that okay for instance a youtube person looks up and says hey today i got 10 views tomorrow i want 20 the day after that i want 50 the day after that i want 100 there's the only way that you're going to ever make that happen is to have that drive to get up and make another video make something productive in your life and if you're not doing that then what's the point point? and trust me there's a lot of people out there that are dirty people that are sitting there trying to find a way to motivate you to get to that next level now if that comes to the point of me saying, hey, I succeeded and the way I showed that I succeeded was buying a $200,000 car or even a $100,000 car, that is exactly why we buy these cars is because it's something to pat ourselves on the back for. If if I can't spend the time building the car myself, then, hey, I'm going to spend the money to actually buy the done car and say, hey, there it is. It's sitting in my driveway. Congratulations. And even then we do aftermarket work to it to find that next level. But this is this is why it's a passion. And that's what needs to drive us is that passion. And and I, I'm not saying that people should borrow money to buy a bag that they can't afford or buy a watch that they can't afford. Please don't do that. That's not the goal here. And I hope that that's not what you're learning. What I'm hoping that you're learning is to say, you know what, if, if these guys want to be successful, which is what they want to do, let's jump into this area. Let's get Let's buy this one little thing. You move up from there and get set goals, set standards. This is what we're talking about at the very beginning. If we're going to build ourselves and we need to build it little by little. And then one day we get to pat ourselves on the back. When you're an entrepreneur, no, when you run the business, nobody has given me awards for what I do. Nobody's ever handed me a trophy. I've handed out a ton of trophies, but I've never had one handed back to me. And I'm not asking for a trophy. What I want in my trophy for me would be able to say, you know, what? I have this nice watch on my wrist. Um, I have a unique set of wheels on my car. My car looks amazing. I get to drive around and and have all the friends that I have and the people that have said they succeeded because they listened to some advice or because we kept promoting them. Those are my rewards. Those are my little things. I don't that it, I'm not I'm OK with not having a trophy all the time. And I have won some trophies. Don't get me wrong. But that's the thing is, is when you're running the stuff yourself, you have to set your your trophies the way they are. And I have to say that if my trophy was a Lamborghini sitting out front, 
That's a pretty nice trophy to have. So that brings us to the next area is catering to the market. Let's be honest. If we if we use the handbag option, so we let's say we targeted guys with that, we'd probably have an issue with sales. But that's the problem. Guys usually don't care much for fashion. Uh, I have three colors in suits, and that's about it. Um, and, and there's obviously you can get a little creative with that. But in the reality is, is most of the time if I go to an event, I'm not that picky. Even though it may look picky, I'm not. Um, so you need to cater to the things that we do care about. For instance, show that women are Ferrari drivers too. And in the fact that they can race cars, women love handbags. And why don't they have a Ferrari thing in there? That Why can they have a Ferrari handbag? Why can't we have something for people who are actually interested in, in spending the money on some of these apparel items? Look outside that box. Guys do watches. Guys do race outfits. Uh, you got to know your niche and then you got to grow it. And this is something you can't, there's no box that I can put people in and say, Hey, this is what your buyers like. Everybody's buyer is going to be different. It's going to be based on, you know, what you do and how you do it. So, you know, like I said, find your area. Uh, I just, my suggestion is nothing political or outlandish either, because it, anything that is going to devalue your product is going to be counterproductive. In other words, buy stuff that fits into your niche. And I know that sounds stupid, but He's like, hey, that sounds pretty easy. Well, it, a lot of people screwed that up, so don't don't mess that up. <laughs> so this is why I love the idea of sunglasses and watches. It's something that everybody can get on board with, but make sure you have both the men and the women versions. Uh, make sure you have something that caters to everybody that, you know, it, when you have those times that we're coming to that boutique and we're going to sit down, I want to be able to have options available to me. Um, and that stuff just screams awesome. So uh, the other thing that I think that, oh man, if I could teach this as a class, this would be it, is if you have a brand and you have a storefront and you have people that are working your storefront, offer the employees to wear that. In other words, instead of having to wear a suit to sell a car, have them wear your apparel and be, as long as it's a Ferrari polo, you can come to work looking like that with the Ferrari polo. If as long as it's a Lamborghini polo or a Lamborghini whatever, come to work wearing that item. What to me tells me more than anything else? Do you want to eat at a restaurant where the chef goes someplace else to eat lunch? No, you don't. I want people that work my business that work the lifestyle. People who actually believe in what they're selling. So when I sold Lamborghini, I couldn't get enough of it. I was like, get me the shirt. Get me this, you know, do they have a watch? Do they have whatever? Like the stuff that I bought, I, I spent 150 bucks on my first polo. I ended up having to buy it from a third party and the third party scammed me. So it was like, it ended up being like a thousand dollar, the thousand dollar polo. I still to this day make the joke that, you know, the first polo I ever bought from Lamborghini was the most expensive polo I've ever bought because we were basically like they took too much money out of our account. And then I had to end up fighting it and getting it back. So I still got the polo. I paid the right price for the polo. Um, but that was the thing is, is it was something I couldn't. It was I wore that. I loved that story because it was a, a part of that branding of the ideology of this new lifestyle that I was getting into. Uh, and that's the thing is, is if you have. People that are working for you, they should talk the talk, walk the walk, live the life, like make it available to them. Make sure that, hey, if I'm selling a product that I should have, that was huge when Ford made his brands back in the day, though. When Ford first came out, the idea that people who worked in Ford manufacturing companies or any other car companies could not buy cars. And if you worked for Ford, 
you could afford their whatever things that they offered, including their vehicles. So that's the thing is, is if you're going to have people that come in like that, they need to walk the walk, talk the talk, live the life. And that's something that these big manufacturers, it's very difficult. If, if you sell any other cars out there, there's a good chance you can afford it. When it comes to high, high end brands, it becomes more and more difficult to do that. So the only thing that they have maybe an option to do, especially if you started in the brand was where's the, do you have a polo? Do you have the, the watch? Do you have all the stuff that goes with it? And that to me, I'm that guy comes up to me and he's as passionate about the brand as I am. That's the guy I want to work with. So that if you guys want to make boutiques, you got to think about it and they should be saying if there's fashion in your lineup that, they have access to that fashion or even knows that it exists. A lot of times I didn't know because they were keeping it so close to their chest that I had to go searching for it. And that's just failure on an epic level. Like don't hold, if you have a racing team, promote the racing team. And that's where the next thing comes adopt your stars and representatives. So, you know, what tells me Porsche has a community raw welt Magnuson. They're actually branded names of people who not only own the cars, but are synonymous with them. Work with these people. Don't leave them stranded in a desert that just now they got to go out and do their own stuff. Go out there and promote them. These people make you money. You know why Joe Rogan is good? He has great guests. Invite these people to your dealership and have them hang out. Show off their vehicles. They, They represent you and you don't control it. Why not have the option to be able to represent and be able to control that third party thing and put it out there. I mean, it's only going to do both of you a good thing. That's what collaborations are all about. But whatever you do, don't try to create a person or find somebody on social media. That's some kind of hyped up trash. That's just, it's that will not bring it'll, it'll hurt you in ways that you will not imagine. Find somebody that's good. And and I love the Magnuson example. He is just, perfect in every way for Porsche like even if he doesn't if they think he doesn't look the part which I've never heard that I'm not saying that but even if they did say that and said you know he's a little rough around the edges as a fashion designer who cares put him out there make him part of your branding put him in your commercials seriously this I've seen people do this so well in video game worlds and all this stuff but automotive world they you know they never, they never do it. They never figure it out. So find someone that is real, somebody that your fans love, and then stamp your seal of approval on them. And that goes equally with clubs. Go to the clubs, sign off with them if they meet your standards, obviously. But be careful about setting standards too high. You want to make sure that your, 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 look, your car may be worth a lot new, but you need to remember that the guy that just came into money can buy your cheapest used outing. That's the reality. Make sure that he has a shirt to wear, shoes to drive, and a hat to represent. Buying a car is only one part of the market. The second part of the market is obviously the parts and the repair that goes into a vehicle. Those are huge. So that's where your money is. Now you're going to add in this apparel thing or you're going to add in these boutique ideas, and that's great. But they all have to work together. They all have to be a part of this system. And you have to think about, I'm going to say it like this, and and please, I hope nobody takes this personal, but you got to think about your weakest link, or I guess if you're with the cheapest guy in your in your group. So, you know, maybe you're not liking the idea that there's a guy out there that can buy a Porsche for $10,000 or less. 
sorry, you're going to have to cater to that person and offer them something that falls into their niche. I cannot stand it when an auto manufacturer look at me and say, well, you bought that per that, that used car. Why didn't you expect that prices to be high? It is what it is. Find a way to help this person and keep them in your car. If they are not able to do what they need to do with your stupid values because you didn't make the car right and now it is worth dirt and now people who only have dirt are buying it, make sure that they can stay in your car. If they can't stay in your car and can't afford your car, they will think the next car that they're buying from you is that crappy. Think about it. I, you know what? If, if a car breaks down and it's the car I love, I'll stick with it. Look, just look at Range Rover. Love Range Rover to death, but let's be honest. They break down. People who own them don't care because the people who buy them can afford the repairs to them. But they cater to the niche all the time. If, if especially sort of Mercedes and all these other brands, love put some love into these guys. Come on. This is basic stuff, guys, and you leave it hanging every time because you just kind of expect that's the way things are. Well, the world is changing, and especially in the USA, they keep making these people that are rich, and they come up out of this this new thing will happen, and now they have these new opportunities, and now they can afford a car, and you are literally sabotaging the life of them while brands like Lamborghini will look over and say, oh, you want a 90,000 Gallardo? Here you go. There it is. Oh, oh, it's not? No, don't worry. The, the maintenance on this thing is nothing. The 5.2 liter, easy peasy. Don't worry about a thing. You just need some snaps for it. You know, the most you're going to pay, what, $7,000 for, you know, a full clutch and work like that. I mean, I know regular cars out there. You go to a, probably a Ford dealership. I'm sure there's a $7,000 version of that for whatever car. So you, now they can have their cool dream car. They have time to build up over time, get into the car, step to the next level, step to the next level. And suddenly they're buying your new $500,000 car and they're branded. That's it. They identify with the car. They identify with the community. They're settled in. Lessons, basic stuff, man. Just hurts my head to think about it. But anyway, you know what else? I want you to make sure that those future generations are covered as well. Nothing says we have a future like a kid wearing a Pagani polo. This is big for me, by the way. He paid 75 bucks for that shirt, and I probably am going to guess he paid for it with his own money. Think about that. He plans to understand what job it takes to afford a $2 million automobile, and that's his goal. That's his resolution. And this resolution is not going to just be one year. It's going to di dictate everything that he does for the future in his life. He's going to try to make better decisions and be a better person. There's a commercial out there with a Porsche with a kid standing there and he stands out front. And the worst part is as a salesperson, I hope I don't like bust up here and start crying from this because I did it was I had the kid that came in and he says, I want to see this Lambo. I want to see this car and I want to walk around it. And I put him in the seat, treat him like a regular customer. And today he drives those cars. And that took a lot. That's the moment when I remember looking at him and I said, you're going to get into what kind of businesses you're going to get into. Who are you going to be for the future? What are you going to do? I don't want you to look at this car. I want you to think about finance. I want you to think about uh, retail. I'm not retail. Sorry. Housing. I want you to think about real estate. I want you to think about all these things that are available to you and I don't want you to think about easy money. I want you to think these this is what it takes to be the future. And to see him driving that car 
and then walking up to me and saying, do you remember who I was? And I go, yeah, I actually do. And just notice that he still had my business card with him. That moment is huge. That is what, when you look at somebody and say they identify with your brand, especially, like I said, go back and look at that old Porsche commercial with the kid going in and he says, you know, here's my dollar. There's my down payment so I can buy that Porsche in the future. That kid's a future buyer. And I'm sorry, he can't spend a ton of money buying your $20,000 watch. Give him a, a $200 watch or $500 watch or whatever it takes to get that on his arm so that he can set goals for the future and be be the person that he wants to be or needs to be. He's going to be your customer for the rest of his life. And I hope you can accept that. So that was our show today. It was pretty deep and it was pretty fun all at the same time. I hope uh, I hope it gets some traction out there. I hope you guys are watching. Are you liking and subscribing? Are you sharing? Are you doing all this other crazy stuff? I don't know. Who cares, right? Uh, this is the beauty of YouTube is we're having fun. Well, it's, the thing is, it's all you guys on uh, Spotify, all these other areas. I hope you're enjoying these shows. We do the best with what we can. I am certainly having fun making them. Uh, regardless of basically what happens in the future with these, I just have fun with it. And I love uh, being a part of this community. I'm looking to have some more guests on. I, I got to get a little bit more motivated. It's very difficult when you're working on our year. Our website is literally like a year old. Uh, so yeah, if you have a chance there to head on over to it, uh, it, it was a year in the making still have a ton of stuff that I have to learn or work with here. So I, it was so funny. I used to work and do websites in the past and now I see myself going back to this thing and I'm like, Oh, it's such a nightmare, but we'll get it to work. We'll get everything dialed in. It looks very professional. A lot of people have given me really good input on it. So I'm very happy about it. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Like I said, we just, we have the, the, that website, we have Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google. Uh, we have Instagram, Facebook, uh, all these articles and stuff that we write and put out and we're trying to do more with some of these local photographers who have some of the most amazing photography I've ever seen and I want to make sure that their stuff gets out uh, so that you can actually find stuff maybe we'll make I really want to make a calendar this year not this like at the end of the year we'll have it put together uh, but that's the thing is is look at these pictures see stuff that you like and let us know what do you like what do you see what do you you out there, I love the input of people who um, bought some of the products that we went over and, and shared with you. We want to hear how those things worked for you. If they worked, great. If not, tell us. Maybe we'll do a follow-up with it. You know, we did this, and we've had good examples, but the people who used it hated it. This is the thing is, is this is this is the beauty of an opinion is, is that we can share it. There's As long as it's constructive, there's it's always a good opinion. So, um, so yeah, so hope you guys like it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget these other videos, check them out and, uh, see more that we have coming soon. And, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you. And as always, you know how it ends. Don't forget to drive.